Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. January 13th. You're listening to the Crossover Cafe. This is Dave here with Barry. Barry, how you doing, buddy? Dave, what's going on, buddy, man? Uh, uh, Villain is in the house here with the Crossover Cafe. About to do some work if my wife left me. Uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm in the in the doghouse. I didn't do anything, but I'm oh, in the no. doghouse. You know, no, I'm kidding. Uh, she loves me. I love her. But uh, we here. We got fifty. We got fifty-eight plus minutes. Let's talk some basketball. Let's talk some hoops, bro. Yo, it, it's been uh, it's been a very interesting week. A couple big headlines. Uh, got a lot of things different going on. Some news about you know because the Nets have been able to just kind of almost pay the Kyrie situation to go away. We have uh, Clay coming back, doing looking real good, hitting some runners. The your New York Knicks actually making trades, looking to improve that roster. You have John Morant. Speaking of the Knicks, a guy the Knicks didn't uh, end up with that could have changed the thing around. John Morant making some mid-air blocks. You have even Devin Booker complaining about mascots. So there's a lot of things going on right now. Um, <laughs> so I, it's a, it's kind of turning into. Uh, uh, a really interesting. I, we're not quite at the stretch. I don't think we're there. I don't think anybody would think we're we're to the stretch. But another thing that we have that not, not until the All Star break, we, right? No, <laughs> but that you know what? You led me right to my next point, which is we got a look today at the uh, All Star voting. And I know this is my second week really diving into the All Star thing, but I think that uh, is one of the things that is truly driving the league and why it's successful. But I will get into that a little bit later. Um, but first. You know, real quick, I gotta ask Barry. You know, uh, I hear you. I, I you, listen. You 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 joke. You're in the doghouse. Some of us who know you expect no less. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, I hope everything's good with you. Um, uh, how are you feeling about uh, about your Knicks and, and anything else you uh, want to get off your chest? Um, you know, I did a poo poo platter uh, exclusively on Sports City Chefs YouTube channel a couple a day or two ago, and one of my topics was talking about how um, you know Julius Randle, you know, with the bluebirds and, and the thumbs down and the shut the f up and all that stuff. So, 
Um, you know, if you hadn't gotten a chance to go listen to it, I encourage everybody to go to YouTube channel for Sports of the Chef and take a listen to it. But um, quietly, the Knicks have started to kind of right the ship. I think, um, you know, that what they're doing is playing some defense, hitting some shots. Uh, R.J. Barrett is, is – uh, they're running the offense through him a little bit more, dominating the ball, um, and he's more aggressive getting to the hole, um, he's just looking a lot better. I think, you know, the, the Denver game, I think it was a couple, like Sundays ago, like a month ago, uh, the Knicks got shellacked in the garden. And Thibodeau called him out, right, and, and said, um, in general, hey, listen, he needs to be more aggressive, blah, 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 get in the gym, shoot those jumpers. So I think he took it to heart. Um, you know, then the COVID happened. He was in COVID protocols. And then I think the first couple games back, he was getting the sea legs on him. But since then, He's really started to come on having 30-point games. I think he's been the youngest Nick to have back-to-back 30-point games, 21 years old. Still a baby, right, Dave? Like, he's, like, half my age almost. Um, oh, yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, so, you know, I think it's great. I think we're seeing a, um, seeing him really play some, some solid basketball. Um, Julius Randle not having the year he was having last year. <laughs> but I think yesterday, uh, last night's game against the Mavericks, you saw – you basically saw um, him be more in tune with the offense. I think it was really him that was really not forcing it, not putting up wild shots, but really getting to that facilitator, not holding the ball, making quick decisions and, and, and everything. So – um, in general, the Knicks are playing some better basketball. Finally, at 500, um, tied for this with the Celtics uh, in the the last playoff spot, the 10th spot, right? But in general, right, the the big trade that came off today, right, Dave, uh, Cam Reddish, yeah. uh, it, it traded to the Knicks for um, for uh, Kevin Knox, and I think uh, there was a throw in uh, Solomon uh, Solomon Hills or whatever uh, that he'll he'll probably get cut. I think it's a win. For both sides, I think it's more of oh, a can't win leave out that first for the Knicks. Yeah, so I think you had to give up the first rounder to get Cam Reddish. Um, let's make no mistake about it. Eleven points per game, you know, shooting I think about forty percent from three. Um, you know, having one of his better seasons. I think you know historically he was about a twenty to thirty percent three point shooter. He's up that. His defense is really good. Um, it's not great. It's a, I think his defense is slightly ahead of his offense. It, it was just opportunity for him. I think he they liked what they saw from him, but with Herter and Collins and, and uh, by, um, I forget the guy's name, Bajanovich or uh, whatever. You know, I don't listen. I'm not a Hawks fan. I, I you know they they bounce my team out. But there's a lot of wing players, right? There's a lot of wing pair, players in Atlanta, so they had to get rid of Cam Reddish. Um, Reddish wanted out, and I think they appeased him. I think he comes into a situation where the Knicks need wing players. They need those three and D guys. Um, he, you know, I think he can flourish. He'll get the minutes. He'll get uh, playing time, and I think he'll start to flourish. I think the Hawks won because they got a, a, a first rounder. To your point, out of it, the Knicks won because they got a good wing player that they can possibly. Uh, on his third year, they can keep around and build. And a former teammate of uh, of R.J. Barrett, right at Duke, uh, everybody's saying right. it's the miss. You know, to, to, <laughs> I saw a meme with a Thanos meme, right, Dave, with uh, putting a, one of the uh, Infinity Jewels, and it's like we yeah, have one more to go, right, to get Zion. Uh, Zion better get a trainer. But um, you listen, it's a good win. It's a good. It's a good piece for both sides, and I think uh, Cam gets his wish. 
a lot of teams are looking at him. I think the Lakers were looking at him. Um, and I think the uh, Pacers were looking at him too. The Lakers were trying to figure out a way to get Cam Reddish. Uh, the Knicks came in with the first round pick. I think the Lakers just don't have enough assets, but um, I think it's a good win for both sides. I really do, Dave. Yeah, I, I you know I have to say when I first saw it, I I didn't think it was terribly impactful. Um, but you know when you have a roster like the way that the Knicks have one, and the, I think you actually said it perfectly, how he kind of slots into the rotation, um, and mm-hmm. the way the Knicks will, will end up using him. I think will be very favorable. I mean, for, for their rotation, it's not really going to jumble things up too much. I think the cost of the first, uh, you know, we were talking, or you had mentioned before the show uh, that you didn't like giving it up, but you also didn't hate giving it up. You know, it's, it's Mm -hmm. not like, um, you know, it's not like I think some teams might feel, of you know, in, in football, right? You look at, at, at like, mm-hmm. what some teams have done giving up first-rounders, and, and it's ultimately not worked out for them. I'm thinking specifically of, like, you know, the Colts and the Eagles who, who gave up their first – or the uh, the Colts and the Dolphins gave up first-round picks, and it's not doing so great for them. But you see what the Knicks are giving up. They give up – and mm-hmm. I don't believe that was their pick they gave up. Was that a Charlotte pick, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, it's Charlotte's um, pick that Charlotte got from um, and Brooklyn. protected. So – yeah, it's protected. So, I mean, listen, first-round picks in the NBA are, are really coveted, right, Dave? And, and I think the, the Hawks, they might keep the pick, but I think it's an asset they would use to keep building around, around um, Trey Young. Because, because what yeah. do you need with, around Trey Young? Defense. Trey Young can score. He can facilitate the offense. You know, he's got guys on there really elevating their offensive game because he's such a focal point off the pick and roll, um, you know, drop, you know, drop steps and all that kind of stuff. You need defense. So I think you can trade that pick now to get a defensive player or whoever, maybe a stretch for however, however you want to build around them. But you, now you have an asset that you can use to try to rebuild around uh, Trey Young. Yeah, and and Atlanta's. I think I think that would be the smartest move for Atlanta. I mean, that team is kind of Trey Young and, and not much else. So so yeah, they, they you know what? Right. It, it's a win win. I think it's a win win. Atlanta gives himself the uh, ability for future flexibility. I think the Knicks mm-hmm. kind of shore up their roster. Uh, didn't give up a lot. I think giving up Knox kind of you know if you're if you're a hardcore Knicks fan or. Uh, somebody who was a fan of his, you know, kind of bites. But at the same time, you're not. It's not going to kill you. And I do think. No, you know. Started to say. Honestly, Dave, I think. Honestly, bro, I. I think it was good for both sides. He wasn't getting minutes. Yeah. I think his first year they gave him a shot. He didn't really kind of, you know, do much with it, and you know, it kind of slowed down from then on, right? And I think right. Knox is a good. He's a he's a solid player. He might stick somewhere else, maybe a change of scenery. I think he's so laid back. I don't think it was working as much in New York. But I think there's things in his game that he can work on, right? I think his foot speed is something that he needs to kind of work on, Um, you know, kind of getting quicker. I think he can't be just the guy that jacks up three-pointers. I think he needs to be more aggressive getting to the hole. So I think there's there's potential because he is that, you know, tall, lanky three – that can, you know, can be a problem on most teams. I just think he needs to be in a better situation. And Atlanta is not where he's going to stick. I think he's going to be there 
finish out the year, and then he's going to have to prove it somewhere else. Right. It's two guys that aren't completely proven, um, but they both, I still think, have have potential left in their tanks. So, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm a big believer that sometimes all a player needs is a change of scenery or just maybe a slightly different type of coaching or even an entirely different type of coaching. And we all know that Thibodeau is, is a certain type of coach, and he always gets the most out of his players. And if you think about where Cam Reddish was most successful, and I can just all say it, I mean, Duke, uh, you, you know, you think of how Thibs is, is, is like or not like Coach K. And what I mean by that is they ask – they, they get everything out of their players. And I, I hope, you know, Barry, I know it, it sounds insane to you, but I, I hope that the Knicks uh, take a lot out of this. Cam really flourishes, and this really pushes the Knicks up the standings. Um, sure. And and that's the thing is it's not it's not I'm not expecting this to you know oh, pff, next title contenders let's let's go look at what Vegas has their their championship on no I think this is <laughs> this is continuing the roster build um, yeah. and yeah I'm looking forward to seeing how it how it all gels together I'm, you know take a little bit and the trade deadline I think is a month from today it might be almost exactly yeah I think a month. it's a month away yeah so I think this is one of the again I wouldn't call this a big move. But this is the first kind of okay. We're 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 starting to see what teams are going for, what they're doing, and how they're feeling about their season. And that brings me, Barry, to my first, my next point. And this is the thing I wanted to ask you. Kind of coming off this trade, it doesn't seem like either of these teams are in give up mode. Obviously, I think they're both still really trying to do it the best that they can this season. You, know, you don't see anybody tanking here. This isn't one of those types of trades, but. How many teams, just off the top of your head, without even looking at any standings or anything, you know, how many teams do you really realistically think right now could win the championship? I'd say give me a number from the East, give me from the number from the West. So just off the top of your head. I mean, with, with Kyrie back in Brooklyn and, um, you know, I'm watching Clay Thompson heading back into the oh, locker room. I hope he's okay. Unbelievable. Oh, no. Yeah, I hope he's all right. Yeah, so um, – you know, that's the other one, right? So, I mean, I, I definitely want to talk about the Nets game last night against the Bulls. But um, I think the Nets, I think the Bulls are legit. I, I, I wasn't sure that it would work with Levine and, and DeRozan, but I, I, I yeah. they're legit. I think, I think they could do it. I think they can make a run. You got to respect the champs, right? So that's three, right? Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Chicago, I'll put into that conversation. I'll take out the Sixers mm. until they make a move. I think they're starting to get it together. They're starting to win some games, but win games you're supposed to win, right? Some lean games. Um, so I'm going to take them out uh, right now. Um, I, I don't believe I don't believe the the Cavs. I don't believe the Wizards will be there later in the season. So I'll pick those just those three. The Raptors are a good team. Right. Boston needs to Boston needs to blow it up. Boston, Boston needs to blow it up. Yeah, it, it it doesn't work. You know work. what? They're not it, a bad does, team. It's a terrible situation. It's a it's a, it's not a good fit. It's it's all about the fit. I mean, I was telling TP one of my favorite artists right now is Mick Jenkins, and he's got a song. It's about the fit. I need that that with a taper. You know, like you know, like Don Draper. So, um, it's about the fit. It, it, Tatum and Brown don't fit. They don't. It's like. Brown has a good game, Tatum doesn't. Tatum has a good game, Brown doesn't. They don't fit together. It doesn't work. So um, that's one. So 
I don't count Boston. I don't think the Raptors will be there. So I just think the Bulls, Nets. I think the Bulls, Nets, and and um and the Bucks. Right. I go out west. It honestly, it's just the Suns and the Warriors to, for me. Um, really, I think the other teams. I think the, I think the Grizzlies are good. I think the Grizzlies are a, a one. I think they're one role player, a veteran player away, one veteran player away from being a dangerous team in the West. I don't think they're there yet. Um, you can't count out LeBron, um, but I'm going to this year. I it doesn't work. It, it like I just said, it's the fit. I don't think it works. You can't. You got to take the ball out of Westbrook's hands and put it in LeBron, and you can't make Westbrook an off-the-ball player. His confidence right now is shot, and you just can't do oh, anything with him. Awful. Like you're, yeah, you 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 sag off him on the perimeter because you know he can't hit a shot. Uh, he's he's never been a great defender. He, it's not working. So I'm just gonna yeah, I'm just gonna say you know Portland they they're they're a mess. You got to shut them down. TP always gives me grief huh. about the Jazz. I just don't think the Jazz – I think they're really good. That's it. I don't think in a seven-game series they can take the Warriors or the Suns. Um, I'll give them their due. I'll, I'll put, You know what? I'll put them in, but I don't really believe them. So I'll say, okay, I'll say the Suns, the Jazz, and uh, the Warriors right now out west. The Clippers, they need Kawhi. I think they're doing good, with, yeah. um, you know, 500 without them. Um, like I said, the Grizzlies need a veteran player. The Mavericks, just not. I don't. I don't believe in Luca. Um, uh, Porzingis hurt again. Um, Denver, too, too many injuries to come over, um, overcome. I just don't see them making a, a serious run. Yeah, I always think it's interesting when you look at it this time of year. I mean, right now the Grizzlies. I. I, I mean, I'm a big believer. Uh, probably more than most, actually. I think in Memphis. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's just because you don't, I don't know. Well, it's tough. I shouldn't say they're in a, yeah, I guess when, when I'm saying, asking the question specifically, I'm asking title championship, you know, bottom Mm -hmm. line, who's, who's got a chance to win that Western championship. Yeah. I, I kind of see it going down to Golden State and Phoenix, uh, which should, I mean, that's the easy answer, but just to give it, you know, a little angle is, is we don't know what. Uh, I really don't know what to expect from um, Memphis down the stretch in a big spot. I, I know mm-hmm. um, what's it called, Stephen Adams. You know, he's a guy that's he's been there what eight years. I don't expect him to do a whole lot on the court, but mm-hmm. he seems like a kind of guy that can really keep the team strong. You know, give them that that backbone. Uh, I, I think John Morant. I, I'm just I'm thrilled to see what this kid can do. I, I, we haven't seen him Barry really elevate in the postseason quite yet to that next level. And that's where I think um, he's a wild card. You know, and I think there's a lot of wild cards out in the West. You look at Memphis mm-hmm. with that, you know, you look at a guy, you basically look at, at, at I think, um, all right, so you look at Utah, right? You don't, I don't mm-hmm. know yet if Donovan Mitchell and um, – Rudy Gobert, the two of them can be a, a, an incredible one-two punch in the playoffs. We've seen, I think, enough of them to, book, to where I buy into it. I think they can make a run. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if they can get past the Suns or Golden State. And it's really Golden State's kind of what I'm thinking when I go through this. You look at a team like Dallas, like you said, you, you know, it's uh, – you look at that roster, it's Luka Doncic and 
you know, it's not an untalented <laughs> roster. You know, you have the Knicks throwaways, Milkeen and Tim Hardaway Jr. taking up roster spots. I mean, they're not bad players, but I just think you really need that team to be better. It's a lot of untapped potential. We'll get a guy like a Willie Cauley-Stein. Yeah, it's, it's uh, the Dallas just, Knicks. Like, it's, it's, such a, it's such a weird Knicks, man. It's the Dallas Knicks, yeah. and it's like – um, I, I've liked, I've always liked Frankie Milikina. I, I didn't think he got a fair shake in New York. I think he's a plus defender. Um, and he's just, he was just a baby. He's just a kid, right? So, um, it's hard to get a read on him, but to be honest, yeah, I, you know, I, I feel like they really need a third player that, you know, I don't think he's, they're going to get that superstar, but a, like a Brogdon, like a Malcolm Brogdon. Out of, uh, from the Pacers, if you put him, I think if you put a player like that on on Dallas, I think you got something. He's an upgrade over Tim Hardaway, in my opinion. You know what? You you just made me think of a question, and and take your time answering this one. If mm. you're the Lakers, right? And you know it's tough to trade. I think West team to West team, but let's just say you want to move Westbrook and try to give another team a win-win, kind of not unlike what we just talked about with that Knicks trade. Um, but but what are some of the things you would do? Because if it's just Phoenix and Golden State, I think all the other teams, Memphis, Utah, Dallas, Denver, even the Clippers, uh, maybe not quite the Timberwolves. That's where I'll draw the line, just kind of looking top to bottom. I think the Lakers have mm-hmm. a piece in Westbrook that if you put them in the right situation – He'll 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 be an incredible either you know I guess Robin to a Batman I think that's his best role is a Robin to a Batman unless he's very clearly the Batman and you're going to ask a guy like Jokic to be a Robin which I don't see happening but I, humor me what what would you do to really add another power into the West but by adding one power into the West I think whichever other team makes the trade becomes more more powerful too so I guess how are you going to upgrade two teams? with the trade in the West. I'm, I'm curious to know, but build it around Westbrook. I'm dying to know what you would do. I mean, who would take him right now, to be honest with you? It's a lot of money, right? LeBron. You'd have to gut, you'd, you'd have to gut your team to make the money work. And then you're getting a guy that doesn't, can't accept being a Robin. I, I don't think he think he doesn't think he's a Robin. When and when he tries to play Batman, he's more like Nightwing or Red Hood. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, 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 if, if you're a comic fan, you know what I'm talking about. But I mean, like, there's not a team in the West that I think would probably take a risk on a maybe Denver, maybe. No, really, honestly, no, and, and honestly, Portland would do it to as a as a you know if they wanted to trade uh, Lillard, and that's it. Like I don't see anybody else really, especially out west, taking a risk on him. Like it, it, it I, you know, I just don't see it. I don't see it, and I don't know why. I I wouldn't take him. I really wouldn't because he would. Unless you really don't have the alpha on your team, you you have you 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 would have to take him, and he would be the alpha, you know, the alpha player. And I don't I don't know if there's a team out west that has that problem right now. That's in contention. So, all right, well, you know, if you look at maybe the Timberwolves. 
well, I I think the Timberwolves are one of those teams. It's also interesting. I don't know how the Timberwolves' ownership situation would play into making any big money moves. Um, I'm always curious how how changeover and ownerships affect things like that, or do you just kind of let the GM be like, hey, you're in charge for a little bit mm-hmm. while uh, while we swap the parents out. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's really interesting. I think you brought up a lot of good points that that Westbrook is he he's Westbrook. I like Westbrook. I'm a Westbrook guy, right? Let's let me be clear. All right, let's just establish that I'm a Westbrook guy. I mean, that, I that, more that, people... that that makes one of us because you know I I literally I have no I, I don't hate the guy and me and TT. Let, all right, let me let me back this up. Right, let me back this up. You know, I, I'm always hard on Westbrook, right? And TP loves Westbrook because that, he, that's his guy from OKC, right? And, and he's, a, he's a Thunder guy, Thunder up, and, and I'm watching the Thunder playing your net. I don't know why they're losing right now, but, um, you know, I, he's, a, he's a big Thunder guy. He's a big um, Westbrook guy. I'm, I'm in the mindset I respect Westbrook. I respect um, the numbers that he puts up, but he's kind of made the triple-double irre- irrelevant because it's such a empty, wow. and I said this for years that, that his triple doubles were hollow and irrelevant because he gets 10 assists, but then he gets like five, six turnovers. Like you're taking those assists off the board with the stupid turnovers. It's like he, he's trying to get the triple double at any cost. And then when he gets it, it's like, Oh, are we winning? Oh uh, yeah, we'll win. We'll win the game. Like it's such a, it's such a hollow stat with him that it's, you know, like the tri- and 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 I I think you know he he TP's not a, a Stephen A guy and when Stephen A went on his soapbox and was talking about you know the triple doubles mean nothing can you win I agreed with him and I because I I look at it like like this like the triple doubles are great they affect wins in the regular season but you don't have a chip to stand on you don't have a championship they haven't won a championship for you like when. Magic Johnson was damn near averaging triple doubles. He was in the finals all but what two years in his career. I mean, like I, I think Magic it, had it, slightly better players around him though, for what it's worth. Yeah, but still, but he, his impact on the game with his numbers is way more different at the point guard position than Westbrook's impact at the game with his numbers. You understand what I'm saying? Like his his so numbers I, impacted winning. Westbrook doesn't impact winning. If they did, the Lakers would be winning right now. No, you know one thing that, that again, I, 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 I'm going to defend him uh, to the end of time, but one thing I think okay. Westbrook has not done that I'll hold against him is he's putting up these crazy stats, but he's not making the guys around him better, right? So I liken Westbrook to, in a sense, a um, like a, a Brett Favre in that, you know, Brett Favre, if he could have, he'd have thrown for 400 yards and five touchdowns every game, even if it took, you know, three, four, five interceptions, right? So it's, it's I, don't, I don't think, and I'm not in the guy's head, but I think Westbrook looks at every position, every possession of how can I win the possession, but not really looks mm. at the larger scope of it, right? So... I, I do hold that against him. Like his contextual basketball isn't good, but his skill and his ability is almost unmatched. Um, yeah, and that's his, I love. You're right. His his basketball IQ sucks. It does. It really yeah. does. He so gets funny ten assists, to, uh, but he forces the ten assists. 
He forces his way to 10 assists. It's not LeBron gets eight, nine assists, but he impacts the game in such a way. His basketball IQ is 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 almost unrivaled. We haven't seen basketball IQ like that in a long time. We're talking Kobe, Jordan, Bird, Magic level basketball IQ. Westbrook is still jumping in the air to make passes. Like that's that's high school crap. Like like we don't, and you still see guys doing that in the pros. But like it's just like it's a reckless abandon. He he he's full. He, nobody plays harder than Westbrook. You know what I mean? Like, I will never say he cheats the game. He plays hard. He gives you everything he has. But it it almost comes at a detriment. Like, he plays so hard and so reckless and so out of control that he takes himself out of smart basketball plays. Instead of slowing it down, reading the defense and take a smart play, he's going a million miles a minute, jumping in the air, and then throwing an air and pass. That's my oh, problem. Yeah, he's- He's he's the he's the literal human equivalent. I'll say it every time. I'm holding down the turbo button in 2K to a point where you're like, ah, whatever. If, I, <laughs> if, I, if the ball gets tipped away because I accidentally ran into the ref, whatever, I'll mm-hmm. get him next time. Um, but hey, listen, I need that I turbo button way, though. I need that turbo button. Oh, listen, especially if you're playing as a guy like uh, like Ben Simmons, who will run from a three point line to three point line, so you can actually watch him push oh, him up. Because that's the only way you're going to see it is in the video game. It's the only way you're going to see it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Right now, I mean, Bull Bull has had uh, more impact on the season than than uh, for two different teams than Ben Simmons, and Ben Simmons hasn't played. Bull Bull can't get traded. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> That, that I mean, the, he failed the physical. I, I don't know what it was. Was it an injury or something that he failed the physical? I, I just I know, like, I didn't that see came across. But could you imagine getting traded? Like, it's out there. It's in the it's in the verse. It's in the, uh, the Spider-Verse. And then uh, mm-hmm. then you got to go back. Like, <laughs> what are you doing when you get back to the locker? Yeah, right, right, you right, know, right. It's got to be weird. I don't know. I always wonder how that, that, ha- that, that gets handled, so. That's all. Yeah, they didn't yeah. say why he, he failed the physical, but they said he he couldn't fail, he couldn't they couldn't they voided the deal uh, the Pistons. So I guess the issue uh, wasn't my nude. Right, oh, right. My <laughs> nude. I get. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, the, the the Nets the Nets um, getting beat up at home right now. No Kyrie because it's a home game, but um, <laughs> you know, put a put beaten. Put, yeah, I know. Put a beating on um, the Bulls. I was very impressed, even though they had lost three straight games. They came and and you, you know really hadn't played well against top tier teams. They I think zero and eight against they're uh, eight, power yeah. teams, but um, really came out and put a whooping on the Bulls. Uh, they were down early and then they they put it down full throttle. Harden and uh, what uh, Durant combined for fifty two points. Um, you know, when when all three are healthy and on the court, they're, they're a scary team. I think one thing that came across, and I want to ask you this question, Dave, if you don't mind. Um, you know, I think there's a chance that the rules might get um, lax or ease up on the on mandates in New York, um, allowing Kyrie to play at home. But even if he doesn't, um, do you do you pay the fine? to have him play in the playoffs. If the, if the, if the, the, so what they said was the fine goes, it's a thousand dollars for the first game that he plays. Right. Two, 
two, and then three, then four, then five, and then after every after that, it's five every other game, right? Five thousand definitely. So the so total if he of that played, comes out to sixty-eight thousand, I believe. Exactly. So if he played all seven possible seventeen games at home in the playoffs throughout the whole playoffs, it would be a sixty-eight thousand dollar fine. You're the owner of the Nets. Do you pay that fine? First off, a couple of things. Boy, I have, boy, do I have thoughts on this. All right. So if you're the owner of the Nets, you're Joe Sy, you're one of the richest people in the world, right? And at the end mm. of the day, you're holding back $68,000. you are sitting here. I'm putting an air quote here. You're saving 68000 in not paying the fines, you know, or you pay mm. the fines and let Kyrie play. And Kyrie is giving mm. up, I think it's, it's like $17 million or some crazy number. Uh, mm-hmm. So if hypothetically, right, this is the silliest example I, I, I think ever, but what, why not just have Kyrie pay the fines, the 68000 and say, all right, you invest 68000 into our uh, mm-hmm. our fine fund, and then we'll give you, you know, $17 million. If anybody should be paying, it should be Kyrie, right? But Kyrie, word I've been using a lot tonight, wild card, you don't know what he'll do. Um, but mm-hmm. your question was, if I'm the owner of the Nets, what do I do? Um, mm-hmm. You do what it takes to win. That's it. There's no mm-hmm. – um, me, you know, Dave Cuthbertson sitting here doing a podcast at 930, um, you know, with my, uh, my three-and-a-half-year-old who's stuck at home in quarantine because another kid tested in her room positive that, uh, you know, I've got mm-hmm. my, my mom with heart surgery out there and, and, and she's still recovering. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. the, the everyday problems that, that you and me face trying to work, you know, I'm working from home right now. To me, I say, oh, heck no. You don't know. You don't pay the fine. That's just morally reprehensible. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. That's, you, that's just saying, hey, we're going to wave our money around just to be able to let a guy have an exemption against a rule that he really shouldn't be playing anyway. But that's not the way the world works for those people. And it shouldn't be, right? If you're, if you're the owner of a team, you spent literal billions on the Nets empire, air quotes. And then on top of that, you sent away guys like uh, Dinwiddie, like De- like Levert, like Jared Allen. Great, amazing pieces. You let Durant and Kyrie come in here and tell Kenny Atkinson to go. Um, if you're willing to do all of that to get to this point, knowing that full well Harden and Kyrie might not be back, you're only going to have – Durant, I'm, I'm saying only going to have an air quote here, but, you know, you're, you're stuck with just – I understand how crazy that sounds. Any team would love to have that problem. Mm-hmm. But, you, you know, it's that whole you – know, reality is often disappointing, a great man once said, and uh, you have to face the facts, and you brought these guys in here to win. So, you know what? My answer is if I'm Josiah, the owner, I pay the 68000 in fines and get the kid to play. Uh, actually, honestly, I would ask Kyrie what he wants to do. My, you know, Barry, I've, I've been sitting here. My wife's been working next to me, and she brought up a point earlier today. And she said, well, if you're the Nets and if you're Kyrie and, and if he knowing what he might do or not want to do is if he has, you know, gets maybe a little little calf injury or something or, you know, I'm not saying if he would like if he actually gets like a small calf injury or a tightness in the hamstring, something like that, just tell, have Kyrie and the Nets just kind of agree, you know what, lay low, be injured for a little while you know, take your time recovering and then come back to the playoffs and then we'll pay the fine for just the playoff games, something like that. And, and I thought that was, mm-hmm. at first I'm like, well, why would you do that? Wouldn't you want him to, 
to show up and kind of gel with the team. But, I, I mean, if you watched the the couple of net games where they've had the big, you know, the, the big three intact, they don't, they don't, they just don't, they're not the type of guys that need that. Some teams need it. Like you remember those, those early LeBron teams, they needed time to figure it out. I don't think these guys need that. And maybe this is the one benefit to really having Harden kind of run the point, uh, having Kyrie be your, your, your sharpshooter, your ball handler, and he can slash inside, of course, and he can take an outside mm-hmm. shot, of course. And then you have Durant who can do the same thing. I mean, you, in a way you almost have like three stretches, um, and you just kind of put them in a triangle formation, um, you know, one at the top, one, one at each end of the key, and, and you can just do whatever you need to do. There's almost no limit. And we, you've brought up multiple times, Barry, about how the, and you brought it up this earlier today, how the Nets just aren't playing defense. Why the hell do they need to play defense? They don't need to play defense. It, it, right. it's, the, it's the early – Kansas City Chiefs problem where uh, they, they just didn't play defense. And I said, there's no way this team is going to be able to compete this year. Meanwhile, Patrick Mahomes had one of the, one of his best seasons. It's just, you know, Tom Brady had a great season. It's going to be the same thing for Brooklyn. You're going to look at him and go, right. wow, that defense is so bad. But you look at the standings, look at the standings. You know, it's, that's one of my, uh, uh, my favorite radio personalities, one of the guys who, who uh, always said scoreboard. And, that was, you know, Mike Golick of, of, of ESPN's old Mike and Mike show would always say that was his trash talk sometimes. It's just go look at the scoreboard. Shut up. Look at the scoreboard. Right, right, and right. I think that's how Brooklyn's going to handle it right now. They're going to say, you know what? Who cares? Go ahead. We're, we're down by 20 and a half. Who cares? You know, we'll, 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 win the, we'll win the third quarter by 15. We'll win the fourth quarter by 10. And we'll beat you. Um, and I think yeah, that's why – and that's why uh, I think if you're Joe Sy and and you're the owner of the team, you say do whatever you need to do to win because this is it. They gave themselves one guaranteed, guaranteed again, air quote, window to do this, and this is it. So it's an unprecedented situation. You don't know how it's going to be remembered historically, but what you do know that's going to be remembered historically is if there's a banner or there isn't a banner. This mm-hmm. Is it going to be another Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett <laughs> That was adorable. Or is it going to be a um, a wow? Look at look at these guys went all in and they took this the second team in New York City, and they they almost don't even act like a New York City team. They very much act more like the New Jersey Devils <laughs> than they are the Islanders, than a Jets to Giants. You know what I mean? Um, or a Mets right. and Yankees. And, and at this point, I think the Mets are, are the A team in New York, and they'll prove it this year. But um, I think the Brooklyn's going to have their little tiny um, shooting star season, and I hope I hope it ends with a championship. But you know, I just again, I mean, I don't think Golden State's going to allow it. But I I I I feel that I have to. I'm almost in defense of this terrible take. Um, so, but look. Barry, that's my thought. I, I got an idea of your thought. There's another person's thoughts that I want to get. Now, I see a 703 number. Where's 703? Who we got on the line there? You know who that is. Come on, my guy. Listen, 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 listen. listen. <laughs> I, listen. Every time I call into the cafe, you know what I'm saying? You always don't understand your man's spirit. Tighten up. Tighten up. No, listen, this is a guy that's been calling Mike Matt for, like, months, and he does it as a joke. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him, Dave. Don't listen to him at all. Nobody came for you. No, nobody came for you, man. You enjoy yes. Cam Reddish over there. Yes. And it's just a thing. Right. Nobody came for you, sir. 
That's right. How are, those, how are the Rockets doing? Um, you know what? Well, we're, 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 we're a work in progress, you know. Honestly, yep. to me, I like, I like a little bit of the pieces that we have. Um, I'm starting to get concerned about Kristen Wood, honestly. Um, you know, for me, to, to play a five, I, again, I'm more of a traditional guy who I want you to have some muscle to box. I want you to be able to, you know, go down into the block and, and, and bang on a cat pad. You know what I'm saying? And right now I just don't see that Christian Wood. Um, Jalen Green uh, right now, um, I, I got question marks about him as well. I understand he's a rookie, but we went on a little bit of a winning streak with him on the bench, you know, with him hurt. Um, so – is the ball moving around enough? Is it just getting to him and is it sticking to him and he's trying to do a, a, a one-on-five type of thing and kind of, you know, get his shots up where it may be? I've seen a, 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 a bit of a resurgence in Eric Gordon's game. Um, it's, it's kind of funny because, I mean, baseball who's on the roster, he's kind of the oldest guy there. But, you know, he's going out there and dropping 20-plus a night for us and playing significant ball. Um, unfortunately, we're in the Western Conference. You know, we're going to grow um, and learn. And I, and, and I do hope that, you know, the pieces that we have kind of gel together and we're able to, you know, in a couple years get back to playing significant ball uh, late, in, late, late in the summer. But, yeah, I, I, I like watching the team. They're entertaining to watch. It's never a dull night. Some days you can blow a team up by 30. The next team you get blown out by 30. It, 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 it I can't believe we spent – Two and a half minutes talking about the Rockets. That's beautiful. Sir. I love it. Sir, 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 sir. Once again, nobody came for you. Nobody came for you. Oh, oh give sir, me some stop, time. Stop, stop, I'm sure you'll find something to come you, at me for. You, 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 better, you better stop all calls, keep in, have him tell, tell the whole world how he was actually a, a Knicks fan and not a, and, 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 and not a, uh, not a Knicks fan. You better stop. I got him on speed dial right now. I'll, I'll bring him in the kitchen. I'm growing. I ain't scared of TV. You can do what you want. I'll bring him in the kitchen. He's going to say, you, you said puppy on Nick's chest, but you, you, you really a nut. That's all right. I just love oh, my pickle that's all. Oh, man. <laughs> so, so, hey, Aaron, I got a question for you, Mr. Simmons. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, I we I was talking to Barry earlier about that Knicks trade. Uh, what are you thinking about that Knicks trade, and and kind of what are your thoughts about the uh, the trade deadline that's coming up? Um, I know I got Barry's thoughts, but I'd love to hear what you got, Aaron. You know, honestly, for me, um, nobody gives a damn about the Knicks or what they do. You know what I'm saying? So like, real, real talk, real talk. Haters, Honestly, for me, honestly, for me, I think this is a decent move for the Knicks. I, I really do. I, I think that. If you're able to get Cam Reddish in there and he kind of, like, like, like Barry said in, in the thread, kind of gets himself a fresh start um, and is able to kind of, you know, be, see some familiar faces and, and, and kind of gel and, you know, kind of put some things together, I think this potentially could be something that's beneficial for the Knicks, much to my chagrin. Um, again, mm-hmm. I echo everything Barry said in, 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 in the thread because, you know, giving up a first round, I think it's a first round protected pick. Um, yep. you know, it's it, it, it's tough, you know, because you, I mean, I, I do think there's some talent coming out of this this year's draft, and once again, I think that there's going to be pieces that you know can be plugged in that's it to help the Knicks. Uh, but ultimately, 
they're in a position right now where if you just go from a little bit of a run, you can make some noise in the Eastern Conference. You know, I'm I'm not understanding what's going on with Milwaukee right now. There's some teams that are you know that that are in their in their in, in, in their hemisphere, so to speak, that I think any given day they they they, they can get. Like the Hawks are a team that comes to mind. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are a team that come to mind. Um, mm. You know, the Washington Wizards, you know, are a team that comes to mind. Um, you know, that they're they're a team that are right around where they're at that I think they could potentially get Indiana Pacers, you know, things of that nature. Um, and to answer the second part of your question about the trade deadline, um, we've all sat here and spoke about, you know, Sabonis possibly being on the move um, at the trade deadline. Um, John Wall is a name that comes to mind as a Houston Rocket fan that, you know, needs to be on the move somewhere. I mean, moving that yeah. contract can be difficult, but yeah. I don't want – us going into the second half of this season and the offseason with this guy just taking up, you know, space on, on a bench when he can't help us. Um, another name, and again, everybody's going to throw it around, but, I, you know, I'm going to do it too. Uh, something's going to happen with that Laker team. Something's yeah. going to happen with that Los Angeles yeah. Laker team. Uh, we don't know what. Uh, we don't know who. We all suspect that's going to be Russell Westbrook. Um, but something's going to happen with that Los Angeles Laker team. And I'm going to be sitting here curious to see what happens. Also, another name to think about, another name that, you know, I've heard floated around um, is the cat um, Tyler Hero in, in, in Miami. If really? he's going to stay there, I, yeah, if he's going to stay there or is he going to be something that the Miami Heat packaged together to get another major piece for them to make a, to, to make a run? Um, now, um, I've got, hold, hold on. I got. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I want. I got to ask you on, on the on the Harrow thing. Did you see him linked to any team, or is that more Miami just looking to to upgrade? Because Hero's a. I, I'm a huge fan of his. I, I think Hero. that kid has. So I was I was reading an article today um, while I was at work, and it said you know possible landing or possible trades and things of that nature, and Tyler Hero's name was one that came up as somebody to keep an eye on. Like, now, between the few of us sitting here, um, I'm not too sure that the Miami Heat will pull that off because, again, he's a fan favorite. He, I mean, he gets buckets. He, he does his thing. But the thing is, the Miami Heat had bigger picture and bigger fish to fry. And when you go out and get a guy like a P.J. Tucker, you got Kyle Lowry, you got Jimmy Buckets, you got Bam who is still hurt, but is slated to potentially come back. You know what I'm saying? You got a five, you know, that can really compete with Brooklyn. You got a five that can compete with uh, the, the 76ers, who I didn't even mention, you know, obviously Ben Simmons or whatever. But you got you got a, right. you got a squad that can really compete for, for, for a championship. Not, not just, you know, making a move and going deep in the club, but just think it compete for a championship. And unfortunately, if you got to sacrifice, you know, i.e. DeMar DeRozan, you know, with the Toronto Raptors to, to, to get your team a championship, you know, then, you know, you, you got to do what you got to do. So I personally do not think Tyler Hero gets moved, but, you know, thinking outside the box and kind of understanding how, you know, Spolstra thinks and understanding how Pat Riley thinks and everything like that, they could seriously be in play for us a bonus, you know what I'm saying? They, they could be in play. For, 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 you know, somebody out here in Washington, you know, Bradley Bill or, or something like that 
just to solidify that starting five in that rotation to make sure that they have the guns, you know, to make a legitimate playoff run. Ultimately, the goal is to win a championship, not to not not not, not to stroke an ego, not to you know, hey, he's right. a fan favorite, this that, and the third. Right. The goal is to ultimately win a championship, and if you know, making a move like that will get you close to a championship, you might have to pull the trigger. But who knows? Man, I'm just thinking like, what if you're if you're a team that's that's kind of working on on your roster? And actually, I got to admit, the Knicks are the first one of the first teams I think of. Uh, you know, is a Tyler Hero a kind of guy you'd want to add? But then again, it would probably have to be a three team situation where you have, you know, the whole point there would be to facilitate a star to get back to Miami. And you know, Pat Riley is not afraid of making a big splashy move like that. I mean, that's kind of his thing. So I I love it. I mean, I think that would be, you know, again, one of the other things I said earlier, uh, uh, Aaron, is is sometimes teams just just shake it up just to shake it up. But, uh, man, you know, I say this all the time. I always look at the clock. I think, you know, how are we going to fill an hour of this? So, um, Aaron, I just want to get a quick couple quick thoughts from you on uh, on Clay Thompson, his return, what you thought of him. I I uh, uh, want to give give a quick moment to you on that. Um, so yeah, give me a minute on on Clay on Clay's return and what you think that means for not just the Warriors but like the sport as a whole. You know what? Uh, there was no bigger return uh, that I was more geared up for. Um, you know, besides when Michael came back. Than Clay Thompson. Um, really? I, I, listen, I am a yeah. I, I'm a fan of his. I, I like everything that he does on and off the floor, and to watch him battle, get get hurt, battle back, and then get hurt again, and still battle back. You know, spoke volumes to his character. Um, spoke volumes to the people around him, uh, people in his corner, the people in his circle that that stuck behind him through the through the difficult times. And then when he started playing five on five, um, I, I got excited. And then the, the way his team rallied around him and wore the number eleven jerseys, and you know they did the whole yeah, tribute thing, cool. you know d- during the warm up and everything. Like I, I got goosebumps even talking about it now because for me, you know. And again, you know, I'm I'm not gonna get on my preacher kid stuff, but it's really not how, you know, how many times you fall down is how many times you can you're willing to get back up. And Clay Thompson, you know, got knocked down several several times and he worked his way back. Um, And what he needs to this Warriors team, he's just he's another weapon. You know, he's a legitimate weapon. I mean, he's a guy who you know knows that offense like the back of his hand. And you know, back when they were starting, they started winning their first set of championships, and they were making T-shirt strength and numbers. It was Stephen Clay. You know, then they won right. before KD got there. But, you know, it, it was Stephen Clay and Draymond and Iggy, um, and the band is essentially back together. And you know, and that adds a significant amount of depth to that to, to that Warriors team. You know what I'm saying? Because now they can really go, you know, one through one through seven, you know, and, and, and bring bring a guy off the bench and he can get you, you know, 15. You know, Gary Payton, you know, the second can get you, you know, 10 to 15 a buck, you know, buckets a night. You know, um, you know, it, 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 it's insane. You know, so I, I tip my cap to them. You know, Wiggins is playing well. Um, these playoffs in the Western Conference are going to be fun. You know, I'm not putting anything past the Phoenix Suns, but with Clay Thompson and, and, and the lineup, um, 
this this war team is scary. This war team is very, very scary. Yeah, no, you hit the you hit the nail on the head. And and you know, something Barry had said earlier was that he really thinks it's kind of a and I agree with him. I think a lot of people would that that we think that the uh, Western Conference is sort of a two horse race a lot of times. It's it's just Golden State and Phoenix. It's just who do you have as one and who do you have as two right now? Uh, now, Barry, one quick question for you, buddy. Um, when you uh, I don't know if you had a chance to look at it, but uh, we had a chance uh, uh, to get the um, all star uh, fan returns, the second round um, of it. And right now your your leaders uh, in the clubhouse on the front court, you got LeBron and Jokic uh, out of the West course, of course. And then Curry and it is John Morant and, and uh, Doncic uh, as your third up there. But in the front court, it's LeBron and Jokic way ahead of the pack. And then it's Steph Curry on his own level. Uh, and then Morant and Doncic. So really those are the only guys that have some big separation. Is there anybody, Barry, that you look at that Western conference set of James, Jokic, Curry, and Morant that, uh, and I'm sorry, Doncic that you think has been left out and, and what um, what would you put as as important in building a uh, I guess an all star roster? I mean, granted, you know it's not like bat baseball where the game you know the game really doesn't matter. It's just for show, but let's just you know just pretend it actually matters. You know, what would you do to 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 kind of have fun with it? I guess. Um. <clears throat> Is it is it three front court and two guards, right? Three front court, two guards. Three front court, yeah, yeah, yeah. So right now Wiggins gets in as <laughs> LeBron, Jokic, and Wiggins. Wiggins gets in as the third court, which is surprising. <laughs> Having a good year, just like uh, Sirius said. But, I love the Wiggins uh, move. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think he, you know, the the front court in um in the West isn't very deep. After you you, you know, I mean, I wouldn't have Davis there. He's always hurt. George is an interesting player. He might he might move up. I mean, Amelo shouldn't be on the list at all. Um, I'm looking at I'm looking at you know the guards Curry and, and John Morant. I'm I'm happy for John Morant. Um, really been putting in work this month, um, making some highlight plays. I mean, you know, a lot of the times his highlight plays were him missing dunks, but trying to dunk on people, right? But now he's starting to make he's really you know, crazy highlight plays. It's like before it was these almost plays. But it, either way, like, he's exciting. Um, you know, you mentioned it earlier. He hasn't had that signature moment in the playoffs. But, I mean, him getting into the playoffs last year was signature enough for a team that nobody thought was going to be there. And now you look at them, they're playing some really good basketball. So happy for him. Um, yeah, I mean, probably Booker. I would move up a little bit higher. But, you know, it, it's hard to get in. It's hard to get in when you only got two guards, and one of them's got got to be Steph Curry because of the numbers he's putting up, right? So, um, it's it's interesting. Um, you know, Chris Paul would be a guy that I would probably play. He just gets older and gets better. I don't. I don't know. He's like reverse it's aging. It's unbelievable. Uh, I don't yeah. Know I mean, you know, his his doppelganger, um, Carlton Banks. Look, he he gets older. For, for the State Farm commercials, uh, Chris, Chris Paul does it, you know? So it's, like, crazy. But, uh, you know, uh, it, it's fun. It, you know, I, I, I can't hate with Morant and, and Curry being the starters. 
Yeah, no, I would agree with you on that. I mean, I think the uh, the West, and, and I'm, I'm kind of skipping the East, honestly, because out on the East, it's Durant and Giannis up in the front court, and then your guards are going to be Rosen, Trey Young, and Zach Levine, or James Harden, and that's pretty much it. So there's not a whole lot, uh, unfortunately, from a talk show standpoint to really bring up there. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, I want to, Barry, give you one last uh, thing I, I want to ask you about, and just kind of silly question silly thing I saw, which was uh, Devin Booker uh, playing against Toronto, the guy you just mentioned, uh, was taking a free throw in an empty arena and started complaining about the Raptors mascot. Now, do you think, and this kind of also going back to when LeBron was complaining about a fan on the side of the court, I kind of want to finish with this kind of off-the-court question, but do you think players should be able to complain to the refs about uh, fan behavior or a mascot and have them kicked out? Or is that part of the game? I, I don't know. I, at first, I would originally say, you know, it's part of the it, – it, it's, it's you know, if, if somebody's being overly offensive and starting yelling and swearing and, you know, throwing beer out of player, sure, sure get, get rid of them. But, mm-hmm. I mean, if it's almost with the intent to distract, I'd say that's part of the game. What, what say you, Barry? I mean, I'm, I grew up in Spike Lee going at it with um, Michael Jordan and going at it with Reggie Miller. Like, just toughen up, you know. Like, you know, just come on, man. Really, just toughen up, dude. It's, it, you know what I mean. You get paid millions of dollars, yeah. You, you know, it, some of it is like, you know, when when you, it's offensive, like you know, slurs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I mean, for the most part, dude, they pay their ticket. You know, that's what they're supposed to do. You're supposed to hassle you. They're supposed to get on your nerves. You know what I mean? You're not at home. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, me, toughen up. Just toughen up. Yeah, no, that's. I think I, I I'm with you there. That's part of what you're paying for. Barry, do me a favor. Give me your uh, give me your parting uh, uh, words for the week. I see uh, uh, Aaron is no longer on the call, so I'll give you a moment to wrap it up, and then I'll say goodnight, and then we'll call it a week, buddy. Aaron comes in to talk about the Rockets and then leaves. Typical Aaron, um, but um, you know his finger <laughs> foods is up talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, so go get to the website, listen to that sportscitychefs.com. Got articles. Um, waiting for Dave to write a little bit more. Um, but we got articles going up every day, doing a lot of big things. Um, you know, Sports City Chefs. Um, shout out to the barbershop. They hit five thousand um, subscribers, so um, they're doing good things over there. Our brothers from another mother. Um, Listen, it's a pleasure doing the show with you, Dave. Uh, I hope you had fun with the villain. The villain had fun with you. And, um, you know, I'll catch you uh, next week. Always a good time, man. I appreciate it. This is a blast. I, uh, I'm i proud to be a member of the Sports City Chefs. Speaking of the Sports City Chefs, like my friend Barry told you, make sure you check us out online at uh, www.sportcitychefs.com. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Sports City Chefs. I have said enough for a lifetime, and for the last time, I wish you all a very pleasant good afternoon. Kaboom, Sports City Chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the Sports City.